This is uh, the 224th episode of uh, 200 on uh, private equity. And here, uh, we're going to pick up where we left off. And if listeners will recall, we uh, focused on uh, compliance with uh, U.S. federal securities laws uh, for uh, international uh, private equity funds, right? And now, uh, we're going to be talking about private equity interim consortium agreements, right? So, more fun. So, uh, in the private equity context, a consortium deal occurs uh, when a fund teams up with one or more additional funds, usually a competitor, to purchase a target or the target's assets. So, uh, in leveraged uh, buyout uh, uh, LBOs, right, uh, the uh, funds uh, will form an acquisition vehicle to obtain the target with a combination of equity financing from the funds and debt financing from banks and other sources. Uh, consortium deals allow funds to increase the amount of available capital while taking on less risk and achieving enhanced access to debt financing. Consortium deals are usually entered into after a bid has been placed on a target or after the winner of the auction process has been announced. Uh, funds enter consortium agreements to outline the terms of definitive post-closing investor agreements, ensure uh, compliance by all members, uh, regulate publicity and ensure confidentiality, uh, agree on the details of fee and expense sharing, uh, set out the responsibilities of the financial, legal, and accounting consultants uh, to each parties, uh, provide for exclusive t- exclusivity to facilitate information sharing, uh, confirm the transaction structure and relative equity contribution, and uh, determine governance and ex- decision-making between the signing and closing of the acquisition. The interim consortium agreement will set out the terms that the investors agree to work together on, include term sheets outlining uh, how the investors will manage and sell the target or initiate an IPO for the target, and will expire once the target acquisition is completed. Uh, Once the interim consortium agreement expires, the terms of the definitive investor agreement will begin to apply. The agreement typically will also address how decisions affecting the purchase price, acquisition agreement terms, consent and waiver grant process, uh, closing condition satisfaction, debt financing terms, management equity incentive programs, and equity commitment letter enforcement will be made. Uh, this decision-making framework should provide functional uh, 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 should provide a, a functional uh, lead, right? Uh, not only uh, for uh, interim the interim process uh, between uh, signing and closing, but also uh, it should uh, provide guidance for the firm after closing because, at the very least, uh, the decision-making framework established in the consortium deal will be replicated once a permanent consortium agreement is adopted. Here, it is common uh, for investors to be given rights that are proportional to the amount of equity that they commit to the transaction, uh, for each fund to invest an equal amount of the consortium deal, and for a supermajority to be required to make decisions affecting the acquisition vehicle. In most instances, the contract will also provide minority investors with limited consent rights regarding purchase price changes, waivers of a closing condition, or actions that have a disproportionate adverse impact on a particular investor. The majority investor, though, often has a contractual right to proceed with an action over a minority investor's veto by removing the minority investor from the transaction and refunding uh, its equity contribution. Here, uh, the investors to the project will be given an opportunity to take the removed investors' uh, share, and any remaining deficit will be filed uh, with the funds from outside investors who are brought into the deal. Uh, The consortium agreement's contract covenants will typically be relevant to minority-majority investor disputes. Uh, These clauses typically will prohibit deal members from contacting or joining another group or making an independent bid. Uh, There are prohibitions uh, that restrict deal members' use of confidential information 
covering transaction structure alternatives. Uh, uh, terms will also extend uh, to uh, financing uh, uh, agreements, uh, bidding strategy, and business plans uh, to achieve operational efficiencies. They'll extend uh, to provide a member recourse against uh, non-consortium members for uh, any liability caused by a member's failure to provide complete or accurate information. Uh, they'll extend uh, to allegate liability under SEC rules for misstatements or omissions included uh, in the disclosure document based on information provided by a consortium member. Uh, they'll provide for legal accounting and consultant expense pooling. Uh, they'll allocate expenses among consortium members. Uh, they'll require certain actions and efforts from deal members if regulatory issues arise. Uh, they'll set out voting obligations for deal members. Uh, they'll cover termination fee contributions. They'll ensure coordination on uh, public communications and the accuracy of released information as well. Uh, interim consortium contracts also prevent deal members from uh, contacting or joining another group of private equity funds to bid on the target. Uh, there are prohibitions uh, that continue, and they, they continue to apply uh, to uh, non-consenting investors after uh, a future removal from the deal. They require deal members to uh, meet the best effort standard and, and take uh, the actions that the acquisition vehicle is required to meet. Uh, they require deal members to take uh, action on regulatory issues specific to a given uh, uh, dealer to prevent uh, the matter from jeopardizing the entire transaction. Uh, they have investors agree. Uh, that they will modify or eliminate governance rights either at the request of a regulator or the request of other investors and they permit the deal members uh, to remove a party from the transaction if the members conclude that removal may resolve a regular a regulator's objections uh, to a transaction right when it comes uh, to debt financing it is more common than not for the consortium contract to specify the obligation of the lead investor uh, the rights of other investors to withdraw from the deal if the uh, final financing terms are not acceptable to them, and the fact that the acquisition vehicle will obtain the financing set out in the debt commitment letter according to the terms of the debt commitment letter itself or, or on modified terms, right? Uh, so after the interim consortium agreement is complete, uh, fund management will turn to negotiations on the investor agreement and management equity incentive programs. The former will usually take the form of a stockholder agreement and a registration rights agreement or a limited liability company operating agreement. Here, the negotiated terms will be summarized in a term sheet attached to the consortium agreement along with a contract covenant covenants requiring the fund members to negotiate definitive agreements consistent with the term sheet. Uh, the terms uh, for the management equity incentive program will be set out in the term sheet uh, attached to the consortium agreement. Uh, the equity program is usually discussed in broad terms because the targets board will usually restrict or simply refuse to discuss post-closing equity participation until an acquisition has been signed, right? And that concludes this 224th episode. Sorry I went over time. Uh, on uh, private equity. Not, of course, we'll get the possibility of yet more bonus sessions.